Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. Tonight is... Sunday night, January 29, 2016, and this is Propaganda Earth is the name of the show. And tonight is going to be full of propaganda. It's endless. It never <laughs> stops. Okay. I'm Wheels of Steel. Uh, propaganda Hitman will be popping on shortly, but while we're waiting for him... It's not a Muslim ban. It's seven countries. Listen to this, folks. It's so out of control. Keeping America safe? Yeah, that's a wonderful thing. Here we go. Certain things about your grandma probably not a threat. The military-aged male could be a threat. The family coming in, probably not a threat. But it's when you get a bunch of, like I said, the males that are coming in, that, that's, you know, that, that's where you kind of do it. You will need to profile a little bit as far as uh, the way they're acting. Uh, questioning like uh, Sharia law versus the Constitution, stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's not fun, but this is a different war. We're not fighting the Nazis. But well, when you say there's a little profiling, the left is going to jump on what that. They see this is a Muslim ban. This is not a Muslim ban. It's seven countries, seven countries that a lot of them are on the uh, uh, watch for terrorism, like I said, the violent ideology coming in. Um, and you need to, I mean, if, if my ancestors are from Ireland, and if, if we have a lot of problem with Irish terrorists, they, I would okay, expect but, the same thing. But with that. Well, let's hold on for a second. Number one, if somebody was coming from Northern Ireland, they were vetted. And trust me, because back during the Troubles, I was in the construction business in Philadelphia. And I had a guy who I adored working as one of my uh, uh, make concrete t- uh, tile. It was a genius when it came to wet plaster. And, oh, he had guys. They were absolutely on the lam working for the IRA, and uh, I had FBI come to my property. I knew nothing. I'm blind, minded my business, but I adored those guys. And the facts are that they were not playing out their IRA troubles by blowing up buildings in New York. They weren't walking into Madison Square Garden and screaming, F the queen and shooting randomly hundreds of people with AR-15s or automatic weapons. Well, we also didn't have Omar Ahmad, founder of the Council on American-Islam Relations, and it's called C-A-I-R. He says, he says Islam isn't in America to be equal to any other faith but to become dominant. The Quran, the Muslim book of scripture, should be the highest authority in America and Islam, the only accepted religion on earth. Well, the guy who's listening in and pushing the button, get oh, with it. Maybe it's a call. Uh, you listen, know what? Oh, get, why don't you stay? Get with it. You're Barack Obama, 
and your scum John Brennan is gone. That's all. Well, wait a minute. And Barack there's nothing, Obama though, suspended I Iran. I'm talking to the okay. guy who listens into the call, never shows up on the screen. Your CIA and your clowns are no longer in power. Get with it. And we're going to go through the CIA and the NSA with a fine-tooth comb to make sure all the Islamic traitors are not part of it. You're out of the White House. We're going to go through the State Department, just like we did with communists in the 1950s. Oh, trust me, we are going to have a House on american Activities Commission, and we're going to go right after Islam. Okay? And people can t- soft-pedal this. Any religion that says it is superior to our Constitution, I'm not on a suicide mission. Okay? And it is time that people on television actually speak up and talk the truth. Because on, my, on this website, we have dozens of incidences where Islamic leaders poll the entire room and everyone says, Islam trumps the Constitution. We have girls soft-pedaling Islam, and then that Jewish rabbi pins her into a question and answer and back and forth. And finally, with the most loathing, seething, she says, yes, sure, all Jews should be dead. Okay? It's that simple. I'm not putting up with these scumbags in this country. And I don't care. You listen. You take names. Whatever government agency you work for, okay, you're outnumbered. There are plenty more patriots than there are pansy asses than you. Now we'll go back to our show. Well, I don't know why everybody wasn't up in arms in 2011 when Barack blocked for six months. Six months, refugees coming in for Iran. Okay, so stop. That's important. Barack Obama made a litmus test. Okay? Number two, this executive order didn't come out of thin air. It's law. Wait, we're not done. How about how about the Democrats cheered Bill Clinton's plan to deport illegals? You want to hear this? Yeah. Yeah, let's not forget. Not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before by cracking down on illegal hiring, by barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. In the budget I will present to you, we will try to... Wow, he used the term illegal alien, but it's okay when Democrats do. ...identify illegal aliens in the workplace as recommended by the commission headed by former Congresswoman Barbara Jordan. We are a nation of immigrants, but we are also a nation of laws. Of laws. It is wrong and ultimately self-defeating 
for a nation of immigrants to permit the kind of abuse of our immigration laws we have seen in recent years, and we must do more to stop it. Why are Democrats such hypocrites? What has happened to the Democrat Party in the past there decade? See, Bill Clinton was an American, and he recognized that there's something called the rule of law, but we've lost it. We lost it when George Bush didn't ban Saudis, when 18 of the 20 hijackers were Saudi. We lost the rule of law, and Americans lost respect for their government. It started. with people on the conservative end of the spectrum. But now it's widespread that the trusting government is gone. That signing statement, that executive order did not come out of thin air. That is already law. And Donald signed an enforcement action and made it immediate. And again, I'm all for the fact that an Obama liberal appeals judge, maybe he was just a circuit judge, made a stay and said, those who are stuck in the airport, we're going to quickly have hearings on. And where there's a mistake, let him in. Look, I'm to the far right on these issues. But I don't have a problem in the world with that man's good judgment. Who, Bill? No. no, with the judge. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, on the visas, the great ones. Yeah. That's right. These people were in mid-transit, okay? When a law goes into effect, it's going to have immediate consequences. And fortunately, a judge did the right thing. Okay, it's not that Donald did something wrong. Donald wanted to simply enforce a law that's already in place. So when people want to do the kamikaze attack, well, we know that there are terrorists from Pakistan. Well, we know there are terrorists from, from Saudi Arabia. That They weren't part of the law. You need to ask Obama why he kissed the ass of Saudi Arabia and Pakistan. You need to ask McCain why well, he's never found the Pakistani dictator whose ass he didn't want to kiss, but we got to worry about Russia. These people are hypocrites for Wait, a this generation. Is, this is hilarious. Now you, listen to this one. you got Bill DeBazio, New York mayor, right, has trouble different, defining, defining, no, defining Trump's immigration policy with Obama. So you got to hear this one. I got more. I'm sorry, not detainees. When refugees or immigration, immigrants from a specific country uh, were put on hold, were suspended. Uh, Barack Obama did it with uh, Iraqis for six months. Uh, Jimmy Carter did it, with, did it with Iranians during that hostage crisis. How is this different? different. Well, I don't know the details of those orders, but I can tell you this much. You've got seven nations that are included with no criteria whatsoever. Again, someone may be already a permanent resident of the United States. They may have served in our military. It doesn't matter. According to this executive order, they could be detained. They could be sent back for no uh, reason, no clear specific reason. Uh, and on top of that...
at the point in this executive order on religion, this is, should be chilling to anyone in America who cares about religious liberty. There is an exception made, a potential for the exception made for anyone who is not Muslim. There are no exceptions allowed for someone who is Muslim. That goes against our constitutional values as well. If the executive order said, here are a list of things that might be considered exceptions and we'll weigh those, great. But the only category where it allows for people to be considered for entry is if they are non-Muslim. Well, to be clear, what the executive order says is uh, it, it, it provides for prioritization if people are of a religious minority in these countries, and obviously they are a majority of Muslim countries, but theoretically we don't know how it's going to be implemented. Okay, number one, the Christians by ISIS, have, it's been slaughter day. 100,000 Christians have been slaughtered by ISIS, Al-Qaeda, an oppressed minority? How about the Azidis? You're damn right. And de Blasio is a propagandist slut. It's not about a religion. It was nations where terror is rampant. And two were left off the list, and you got to ask Congress why they were off the list. Donald activated a law that was not enforced, period. But let me tell you something loud and clear. Just because de Blasio has no historical background, because he's an absolute political hack and a moron, undergirding his politics. This nation was founded by Christians. Let's get that straight. Dutch Christians in New York, Quakers in Pennsylvania, Catholics, Huguenots. This was a Christian nation and God was all through it the only thing that our constitution is clear as a bell but we are we lie to one moment we lie to each other the media lies our teachers lie to us article um, the First Amendment to the Constitution, and we're getting a new Constitution sent. We'll have it any day, and then we'll be able to quote it like coil. Okay. It's called the Establishment Clause. And in the Establishment Clause, we were not to establish a national religion. That did not call for states. That was specific that the United States, that the federal government was not going to have the Church of England. That's a long way from saying that the federal government could step in and take God out of the classroom and step in. Well, now we find out on Saturday, U.S. District Court Judge Ann, D-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y, ordered 
a stay on immigrants and refugees detained nationwide in various airports. The stay was issued one day after President Trump signed an executive order halting the immigration and naturalization of nationals from seven Muslim predominantly Muslim countries. It just so happens. D, what's her name? Donnelly. Aunt Donnelly, who was appointed That's by right. then President Barack Obama in 2015, has repeatedly donated to both Obama, Bill Clinton's presidential campaigns. In 2008, Donnelly reported donated a sum no less than $250,000 to so Obama's president. So this Where is she a, getting that money? Well, because and she's donated more than just a judge. She's a very wealthy woman who they appoint Well, is that 250000 or $250? They're not putting decimals. No, I don't know. No, it's 250000 And where did she get a half a million in 1992 to give the bill? Of course. Donnelly also received... Um, commendant, comment, com- commendation. Thank you. From current Secretary Majority Leader Chuck Schumer in 2008 to becoming a federal judge, while Donnelly ordered Saturday stop uh, federal authorities from the deportation process against the airport date detainees. The order doesn't fully bypass Trump's executive order. Detainees will not be allowed in the U.S. and the temporary ban continued continues to be in place. Hold on. That's it. On that one. Now, wait, I got more. But hold on. Okay. So what ahead. you've just determined is that, Barack and that the ban remains in place. She's a total Democrat hack. But it, so it doesn't stop the ban. Nobody else is getting on these planes. But she did the right thing yeah, when it came to people. To like we all saw the movie Terminal. It was a com- comedy of errors. The guy flies to America on a passport from an Eastern European country that has a revolution while they're flying. And now the United States doesn't have diplomatic relations with the country and his passport is null and void. Now here's so the now it's happened. Hurley. Again, mm-hmm. media imitating life or life imitating media. You decide. Now here we have Trump has upper hand on immigration halt executive order. Now listen to this. I'm waiting. Hold on. But hold on. You had a, a breaking news that you got distracted on because I was in the was middle that? of the sentence. Where? We know who leaked from the DNC. I didn't say that. Yes, you did. The ISIS agent refused Obama's hush money and exposed the depths of Obama and Hillary's treason. And ICE, uh, a DHS agent by the name of Taylor Johnson, started poking around investigating co- corruption within DHS and Department ICE. of Homeland Security. Okay. Her entire chain of command was appointed by Obama and felt they could do whatever they wanted, that they were above the law. The testimony last year of the Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs, Johnson said she was stripped of her gun and badge without explanation after disclosing fraud and abuse. She was then offered hush money in the amount of 
a severance package of 100000 if she would just sign a non-disclosure agreement and quickly go, quietly go away. I'm not finished. It looks like officials were taking kickbacks and were cuddling, cuddling up cuddling. To, to, to organize crime. Why, why am I not surprised? This is the writer saying she said, oh, I guess this is what she's saying, the woman. Go on. Why am I not surprised? She said that during her investigation in 2013, she discovered that EB-5 applicants from China, Russia, Pakistan, and Malaysia have been approved in as little as 16 days. And that case Things case that were filed, taking two to five years if you weren't bribing. Amazing. In that case, files lack the basis in necessity, necessary law enforcement Inquiries? Inquiries. Queries. Queries. In other words, no one was vetted if they could pony up. Just imagine how how many really, really bad guys have come in this way. Mm -hmm. The new twist has emerged to the already growing whistleblowing case involving Special Agent Taylor Johnson, Findings within the Department of Homeland Security. Johnson is now saying that the DHS has ties to buy her silence by offering the 100,000 servants package in exchange for signing a non-disclosure agreement regarding their corruption she discovered within Barack Obama's DHS. Apparently, the Obama administration doesn't want the information out that she knows about. Mm-hmm. This is this is well, but the Daily Caller reported that Johnson, who had more than a decade, Ch- Johnson, Ch- Johnson, because his mother long, couldn't even couldn't decade, even spell English, who had who not had J-E- more than a decade J-A-Y, under her belt. This is no, this is not who you. This is her, Michael. Yeah, you're, but you're, it's Jay Johnson who was the head no, of Homeland Security. No, she's not saying that. We're talking about. The, Daily, the, the Daily Caller reported that Johnson, the girl's last name is Johnson, who had more than a decade under her belt working at the DHS, was investigating the United States Customs and Immigration Services. More specifically, she was looking at a program called EB-5 that granted green cards to foreigners who invest $500,000 in the U.S. and discovered things that rise some red flags. For her, some of the various investigating surrounding the project in, include bank and wire fraud, and I discovered ties to organized crime and high-ranking politicians, and they received pro- um, promotions that appeared to facilitate the program. At ICE, Johnson was the honored recipient of many awards and never had any dis. Uh, disciplinary problems, but even but everything changed uh, uh, abruptly in 2013 when she crossed paths with Senator R. E. I. D. by holding up a visa. Senator Reed of or- of Oregon. Holding up a visa for a foreign investor in a Lo- Los Angeles casino represent represented by Las his Vegas. son, attorney Corey Reed. The um, senator 
office complained to Johnson's special agent in chain in charge. She was then placed on administrative leave without explanation on October 13, 2013. So the, Harry the, the, Reid the, is famous in Nevada for such moves. He has deep connections to. So it's not the Reid of of Oregon. Harry it's Harry Reid. So the, the son, right? And and he leaves office because oh, he's, the scandal is uh, around to fly. To fly. Harry Reid is famous in Nevada for such moves. He has deep connections to Lino L E L I O N E L. Lino. So, uh, Sawyer and Collins attorneys as law, and it is a good old boy state, if there ever was one. DHS, ICE, and Harry Reid's thugs have all tried to slam this woman, smear this woman, under pressure from uh, Senate Doc- Democrat staffer Johnson did not mention in her testimony the role Reid's office played in her ouster. But the DHS Inspector General concluded in a report last March that the U.S. Customs and Immigration Service Director A-L-E-G-A-N-D-R-O, Alejandro, M-A-Y-O-R-K-A-S, Mayorkas, intervented in an unprecedented matter to to approve EB-5 visa for the Las Vegas casino investor after pressure from Reed's office. The report gave proof to Johnson's claims and others who failed file complaints against the agency. DHS now refuses to address the issues, which tells you the agency is corrupt to the core. Yep, and we will. We're going to get to it. We've got a new Homeland Security. And you have these low-info, stupid people. I'm so sick of listening to them. I will not speak to anybody unless they do the investigation we do. You, propaganda hitman, just got off the phone with someone, and I'm so sick of their bullshit. They don't even know what they're talking about, and then they're going to debate us. Right. Until you they, they, have done they, your research and you know what we know, we don't want to talk to you. We have to listen to their nonsense. I don't want to hear oh, it. Oh, I didn't like what Donald said. Or what he did said he some, say? He said something some, some, several times. Oh, but then when you tell her that Maharishi was accused of the same. Oh, I don't want to get into the conversation anymore. I don't want to get into politics, anymore. right. Oh, I don't really? want to get into that. Oh, Let really? me tell you, they... People smear anyone yep. and everyone. Yep. It's a nasty culture, okay? So don't go running back to your Maharishi uh, meditation Bull pillow when, you, when we all know the story of Penny Lane oh. and the woman. Oh, but no, no, I don't want to talk okay, about that. No. Meanwhile, talk about Meanwhile, back in Penny Lane, as she's oh, supposedly screwing. I have to be right. She's screwing Maharishi and all the womanizing that went on, but we won't pay any attention to those details. No, no. See, uh, he's a holy man. her narrative. That's right. Dyke. That's right. I don't mean dyke. I'm, I don't mean, I'm sorry. Please excuse me. Dyke. Well, it's not true. Finger in the dyke. <laughs> right, finger in the dyke. <laughs> now we have T-U-R-L-E-Y. Turley. Trump has upper hand on immigration halt executive order. Would you like to hear this? Yes, please. Okay, because we're going to get a lot of crap. This might be a commercial, so. But Yes, of course. But well, Oh, look at this. This must be. But at the same time, didn't you have 
some evidence about something? I have that you evidence. You wanted to talk about? I think that's. What do you mean? I just told you it. Okay, fine. That's good. Right now, now listen to this. Oh wait a minute! I used to have a monster. This is a piece of crap. But at 150 miles, it, it, that car blew up. Here we are. <laughs> With President Trump's executive order that bans over 130 million people from those seven Muslim-majority countries from entering the United States, several legal charges have already been filed. George Washington University law professor Jonathan Turley joins me from Washington. Thank you for coming on the program. And let me begin with this. We know at this moment the ACLU is in a U.S. District Court in Brooklyn tonight seeking a nationwide stay, trying to block this. What are the chances that you think they'll be successful? Well, it's very, very difficult to prevail on a stay of that kind. You have to show a likelihood of prevailing on the merits. The court precedent actually supports President Trump. Uh, I don't like this rule. I don't support it. I think it's a real mistake. Uh, but whether it is unlawful, whether it's unconstitutional, is a different question. The courts have historically granted presidents a great deal of deference. Pause. This country has excluded. Number one, a citizen has constitutional protections. Someone who is not a citizen in the United States does not have constitutional protections. I'm sorry. And that's the difference between a constructionalist, a strict what the Constitution says, versus decades and decades and decades of, of liberal wankers who have so thoroughly bent the Constitution by way of judicial activism. And the first clarion call of Ronald Reagan was to get rid of activist judges who legislate from the bench. So this idea that any Shlomo, Muhammad, wingnut, whatever, who is not an American citizen has a has constitutional protection is bullcrap. We extend them out of our humanity. But when people are coming to the United States that want to do us harm, and they all have the same name of Oman, okay, we have the right to self-preservation. And if liberals don't, that's their problem. Take it up to the Supreme Court. And let's figure this out. But I'll tell you one thing. You want to screw around. There is no magic number about seven. In our history, if you know your history, we've had eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. We've had 13 judges on the Supreme Court, and it was called stacking the bench. The liberals ought to watch out that DJT doesn't put three to five more strict constructionalists on the Supreme Court bench. Because this wanking of the Supreme Court by, by executive fiat is coming to an end. If it's not in the Constitution, pass it, go to work. Get a constitutional amendment. Do everything that's needed. Go through the whole process. 
But that's not what Democrat, Roosevelt, Marxist presidents have done for decades. They love, whether they're Republican or, or Democrat, judicial activism. Donald Trump stood up and said, no more conservative, right-wing, left-wing, moderate-wing. Judicial activism. We're talking about constitutionalists. Who the hell in their right mind would disagree? Yeah, people who love judicial activism. Now we have the king of Saudi Arabia and the... Oh, that one, okay. Jeez, I know. I I just got a video. I'm trying. I've got a lot to go over. Here we go. People in the past, guy's got his head as a. It's often been directed towards, for example, Asians and Chinese individuals. These were terrible periods during our country. But those actions were not found to be unconstitutional. Even President Obama argued to the court just last year that. Stop for a moment. Let's put this into perspective so you know your history. Okay, you whining, sorry ass liberal lawyer. The fact is that it was during a time that you do not understand. It was called a world war. And we had German U-boats off the Atlantic, sinking ships. We had German U-boats in the English Channel. Sorry, sinking cargo ships, German U-boats sinking cargo ships. We had Russian fishing trawlers in the 1960s. Do you not remember? They were Russian fishing trawlers off New Jersey, New York. And what were they doing? Spying. We've been living in a world where the battle has been either in Vietnam or in Afghanistan, or in the Middle East, and that was the logic. Take it there so we don't have to fight it here. The Europeans didn't learn that lesson, and now they're fighting it on their own soil, and it's only going to get worse. Unless they can get rid of that freak, that Marxist freak, born in East Marxist Berlin. When they vote her out, Angel Merkel, Angela Merkel, when they throw her ass out and start investigating where her money comes from, who she is, because right now she's an SJW dictator for all of Europe, saying that they're going to punish Britain, okay? These are dangerous times, and I was like that pathetic liberal attorney. And I thought it was a terrible thing, terrible thing, that we put Japanese in internment camps during World War II. I don't any longer. Because I realized how close to the gallows we all were. Having had my internet taken, having had my circuit sold off by Verizon to Frontier Communications and been shut down. I just learned the other piece of the puzzle. After Barack Obama sold ICANN off, gave it off, how we were already in the world of silencing speech. 
Then came the fake speech, fake news, going after Drudge, going after Alex Jones, going after Breitbart, going after Project Veritas, okay? No, I'm sorry. They wanted to shut the people who were speaking truth to power. And we, I was one of those people. It was not a bad decision that our parents, who lived in fear, that the Chinese... We still have that problem. Korea, we didn't even have the balls to finish the Korean War because we didn't want to take the war to China. Truman shut it down. And Eisenhower wasn't willing to finish the job. So we're saddled with this horrible situation on the Korean Peninsula. And this Kim Jong-ilk in his head keeps advancing his technology, advancing his delivery system. And let me tell you something. If it weren't for the fact that the prevailing winds go from west to east, I wouldn't give a shit what happens to California. They're so damn Marxist. I think the people are in such delusion in California with Governor Moonbeam. But Korea has the ability to drop a nuclear bomb on Los Angeles, and it's going to be a whole different world. And we didn't have the guts to solve this problem for the past 30 years. Now it's on our doorstep. We are insane. Okay, we got a lot to cover. <clears throat> are we finishing that so the or thought, no? The thought that this guy has a problem with a Muslim ban. He is out of his freaking mind. All right, do you want to hear it? None. These people are... The big problem was they're called... Uh, Fighting in the Middle East, we have to take this house to house and they hide behind human shields. Well, how about the Muslims in the United States hiding behind our Constitution to use it against us? Hidden in plain sight in Dearborn, Michigan, or in, Is- or in Islamburg, coming and, and people who should be good Muslims aren't willing to speak up. That's just like black people in West Philadelphia that don't turn in their children and don't turn in their grandchildren for being the drug deal dope at dope dealers that they are. So if we can't get black America to solve its own drug problem, how do we expect the Muslims to solve their Islam, radical Islam, in the United States. It's not going to happen. So we're going to have to go house to house, and it isn't going to be pretty. And Jiminy Crickets. I sure wasn't a fan of the way Rudy Giuliani went after John Gotti. Okay? When... It was authorized, 
and the FBI bugged. They put in microphones in the valve stems, four valve stems with microphones for every car, and it's five in the morning. They went to the Bergen Hunt Club, and they towed away all cars on the street and put in their own FBI cars that were fully bugged. And then they had bugs going in on gifts that were given to Gotti at the Bergen Hunt and Fish Club. Now, it wasn't pretty, but we put a mass murderer in jail, and we broke up a cartel. It wasn't pretty. And it isn't going to be pretty going into these sanctuary cities when our own American citizens are harboring people they have no idea how dangerous they are. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is five minutes. You want to move on? Immigration are decisions that don't belong in the courts, uh, in that uh, he had sweeping authority in this area. So President Trump is building on that precedent, and I think he has an upper hand. I do not think that the courts will treat this as a Muslim ban. Uh, They can't uh, treat it that way because there are many Muslim countries that are not covered. And a court's not going to read into this, even if many people believe that's the motivation, Mm -hmm. a religious discriminatory purpose. It's not. You have cited the 1952 uh, Immigration and Nationality Act when you consider the legality of this. And let me read part of that to our viewers. Whatever the president finds that the entry of any aliens or of any class of aliens into the United States would be detrimental to the interests of the United States by proclamation and for such period as he shall deem necessary, suspend all the entry of all aliens or any class of aliens as immigrants or non-immigrants or impose on the entry of aliens any restrictions he may deem appropriate. So stop for a moment. Is this a legal basis for Trump's executive order? Let me tell you something. A class of aliens is a religion, okay? So if there is a specific class called Sunni Wahhabis from Saudi Arabia, okay, where the evidence was that 18 of the 20 hijackers that purportedly flew the planes, I'm sure they weren't flying jack anything that they're going to learn in a bullshit Arizona private airfield. They're going to learn how to fly 747s. You believe that crap? I've got a hot dog cart in South Philly to sell you. Okay? We now know within years they showed us the most sophisticated drones. Those freaking planes were drones. And I've got a top national security expert that's on this website that tells you that was no plane that went into the Pentagon. It was a rocket. And those engine parts were rocket parts. And he also said what went on at 9-11 that jet fuel can never buckle a building. Those were controlled demolitions, okay? So we got a real problem in this country, and that's probably why McCain, in that piece of legislation that, that the president authorized and put into place, didn't include Pakistan and didn't include Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is a virus in America. Here we go. Go on. It is a big part of it. But even before that law was passed, 
uh, presidents exercise this type of authority. The president's authority at the borders is at its zenith. And while one can certainly disagree with this order on its merits and what it means about our values as a country, mm -hmm. the president has largely supported the president. Even Jimmy Carter used this authority to deport thousands of Iranian students during his administration. Where do you expect this to go? Um, there are many, many voters that I've talked to who, who wanted to see something like this. They liked hearing extreme vetting from right candidate Trump. That's why they made him President Trump. And yet you see the outcry on some American streets across the, you know, in cities across the country tonight. How do you expect this will play out legally? Well, the passions are running very, very high. I've never seen the country so torn apart, and it's very troubling. Uh, legally, uh, the courts are going to view this in uh, a more clinical fashion. Uh, it's certainly not with the same passion. They're going to look at whether a president's view of what the national security demands can be overridden by a single federal judge. Um, the answer to that historically has been no. Uh, that they give great yeah. deference yeah. to the president's authority in this regard, even though great questions, legitimate questions have been raised about whether this is effective. And so I believe that he has the advantage going into the courts. And he does. We don't even have an attorney general yet because these freaking people, these obstructionist clowns, in Schumer, who's sitting there crying. It, this guy, oh, he's from, he's from he's New York. you got to understand. No, you had the mayor of the New York thing. Drunk driving's fine. Listen to this. Hold on a moment. Okay, i got so much crap. Schumer, is, it's time for the Emmys, okay? <laughs> and he's booking when we throw him out of office to get a reality TV show called the, called the Politician. And he's going to decide who gets to stay and who gets to go on New York City. And it'll be just throw them off the island, okay? We, Charles Schumer, you're a clown. And sitting there crying, I've never a man, seen a man. I mean, this is ridiculous. Men a man cry. This is such bullshit. The only time I saw my father cry was when my sister died. Yeah. Was it? That's right. Because your father for two weeks, sat floating with some MREs, okay? Oh, and, no, but we can't, talk about, we can't talk about that because we got John Lewis who got banged on his head. He was oppressed. We have, who else? Uh, Schumer, what's your problem? Yeah. Grow up. Grow I'm up. You, you took a club on your head. 50 Kick years ago. F. God, I've been, my father I've been sat sick with cancer since I was 26. My father sat in a freaking foxhole as a, as a Jew, Jew during World War II, knowing that if he got caught, there wasn't going to be a prisoner exchange. He was going to be made into a lampshade. Okay, Schumer? I'm sick of listening to Lewis. That's nothing special what you did. Nothing. Sorry, you're not a hero. My father was a hero. So You're a putz. So was mine. You're a putz. Okay, now. You got out of Vietnam. You didn't go to Korea, you phony. Nope, more bullshit. But you sat there worrying about the bullshit on the Edmund Pettus Bridge. Kiss my ass. I it was it. going to be solved in the courts with or without your action. You're a clown. You're a race pimp. 
John Lewis, and you've made your fortune, fortune with your Rolex watches. They won't even accept you. They don't even want you. You are sharpened in the black neighborhoods. Your Armani suits, your Gucci loafers, and your Rolex watches. You're a paid race pimp. Okay, I never saw, I never saw your ass in a foxhole in Vietnam. I never saw your ass in a foxhole, okay, But he might go in Cherbourg or in Normandy. I didn't see you climbing, okay, the Straits of Dover or Normandy, getting shot at. How about in Gallipoli, okay? How about Vietnam? How about in trench warfare in 1917? With every inch, it was a bloodbath at the Somme, and Verdun. I am sick of these people talking about their bona fides because some freaking sheriff turned Michael, what about dogs men? on I them. Don't care about Big that. deal. What about black men that were uh, on death row for 25 years for a crime they didn't even do? And we have to listen That's to whining heroism. John Lewis. I'm sick of it. Can we move on, yeah, move please? On. Now, this is hilarious. Bill, Bill de Blasio says drunk driving is a minor offense. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do, you want to, do you want to hear it? Sure. This guy's whack. I got better stuff than this. Lesser offenses, but they include drunk driving and grand larceny. Why shouldn't the city of New York comply with federal law in this area? If you're a drunk driver and you're an undocumented immigrant, why should there be a, a place for you in this country? Jake, there are 170 offenses in that law that are listed as serious and violent crimes that lead to automatic cooperation between the city of New York and our federal partners. So any serious and violent crime, we're going to work with them. Uh, someone commits a minor offense. For example, right now, if you didn't have clear definitions like we have, let's say someone had a small amount of marijuana, let's say someone went through a stop sign, they could be deported for that and their family could be torn apart and you could have children left behind where the breadwinner in the family is sent back to a home country. Okay, stop. The answer is simple. They, so we the minute the police find them, they're supposed to turn them in because the key word is they're illegal. If you're in Brazil, you get a two-week visa. You overstay your visa. Your ass is in jail. And they're not just immediately going to put you on a plane. You'll sit in a Brazilian prison until someone, hopefully your family has the money, pays the fine, pays your airfare, and gets you the hell out of the country. Go look. What was that express called again? Midnight Express. Express. Okay? I knew a guy. I lived in Italy. My mother was friendly with his family. The son got arrested for an ounce of marijuana and was in hard labor. He was in an old Italian prison with rats that would eat your toenails. When you slept, they walked over your body. And the parents were connected and couldn't get him out of prison. He had already been in for six months when I knew the family. We're the only nation in the world that tolerates this crap, and we pay for it too. We are the most self-abused people in the world. We pay for the UN for their abuse. We fund NATO, 80% of NATO, to take their shit. For their provocations to Russia, and then we got to die for it? 
You've got to be kidding me. Go on. He's such a jerk. I can't. This guy. Uh, whatever. I'm glad. I, I, I'm glad we moved out of Manhattan. Now, okay. I have some things I do want to cover. They're saying um, Trump signs new executive order proves everyone's wrong. Despite receiving an immense black backlash, immense backlash from the left regarding his executive order temporary banning the entire the and banning the entry of Muslim immigration refugees from certain Middle East countries, President, that he is a president for all the people. While the left have been, have been, what? Correct that, all the people. No. He's not a president for the illegal Muslims. Exactly. He's not a president president for the the, the Muslim mafia. Anybody that does illegal things, he's not the president for. It's called law and order. You don't like it? He's the president of American citizens. And if you violate the law, he's your president. But if you're not an American citizen, he's he's not not your president. While While the left would have you believe that is the most Islamophobic document on the planet the EO Donald Trump signed is actually the most pro LGBT LGBT oh LGBT because these regressive primitive stone age barbarians would kill gay people stone them in their country in Saudi Arabia they stone them they throw them out of buildings they put they put Weapons up there, wrecked them, okay? So Donald Trump is pro-LGBT because and let me tell ma- you. Pro-manitary, M-I-N-O-R-I-T-Y. Pro-minority. Oh, what? Pro-minority action to come out of the government in a long time. Now let me finish this, please, because I don't want to lose this. All right, let me go down here. You see, while the media would like you to focus on bigotry, part of the order, blocking immigrants from countries with a rich history in terrorism, the rest of us are looking at the upside. We will no longer be forced to import individuals who potentially believe in murder of gays for their sexual orientations, uh, women for being raped and thus committing a, adultery and marrying children. If you can't see why this is why this is a good thing, you might need help. Yes, psychiatric help. This image was posted on Twitter and is being uh, circulated by those who see the temporary immigration ban as a positive. Now here it is. In order to protect Americans. The United States must ensure that those admitted to this country do not bear hostile attitudes toward it or its founding principles. The the United States cannot and should not admit those who do not support the Constitution or those who would place violent idolatries over American law. In addition, the United States should not admit those who engage in acts of bigotry or hatred, including horrible killings 
other forms of violence against women or persecution of those who practice religious differences from their own or those who oppress Americans of any race, gender, or sexual orientation. What's the problem, people? What is the problem with this? Nothing. It protects the people These are low of America. Lo- That's gays, right, everything. Low information, Asshole. people. Yeah, okay? They you didn't got now read. Muslims taking over the um, airport in Dallas. They didn't read the executive order. Okay? They're low information. And they react because it's fashionable. Okay? They're being completely manipulated by George Soros and paid activists organizing this. And once we get a full Justice Department in place, we are going to have a House on american Activities Committee. We are going to know exactly what role Soros has played in the undermining of our, of our republic. Okay? So now we're learning that this executive order was concerned about homosexuals because people from these countries hate gays. Okay, And while they're at it, they kill Christians. And I've been screaming for six months on this show that we must protect the Yazidi minority and we must pr- from, the, from the Yemenis and we must protect the Christians in Syria because 80,000 have already been massacred. But nobody's talking about it because we kissed the ass of these Muslims, because we had a scum at the CIA who was Sharia himself, John Brennan, the biggest (coughs) phony scumbag on the planet. Ten years in Saudi Arabia, completely compromised, bought, paid for. He became Muslim. And we made him the head of the CIA. We're going to have to dig five levels deep in the CIA They've because got we got big problems, problems. at well, the now CIA. Now you got golf, golf, golf leaders agree to Trump's request to set up safe zones. Now listen to this. Oh, because Donald no, 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 Trump, they is, know he's a grown man. No, listen. The king of Saudi Arabia and the crown prince of ABU. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi agree with President Donald Trump's request to support safe zones for refugees in the Middle East. The White House announced Sunday. The White House read out, is that right? Read out of the call between President Trump and Saudi and uh, uh, and Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia King Salman bin. What's his name? Salman Ben A-B-D, new word, A-L. Abdullah. Okay, well, that means bigger than that. Okay, whatever. Salman Ben, go uh, on. A-B-D, capital A-L, dash A-Z-I-Z, capital A-L. Abdul Ben Aziz. S-A-U-D. Saud. Okay. Which is, Saud is the house of Saud, so that's Said that the all the king, royal family in Saudi That the Arabia. king agreed to support safe zones in, Shur- in Syria and Yemen, as well as supporting other ideas to help the many refugees who are displaced by ongoing conflict. Now see what happens when real men 
get together well, we and We don't have real talking. men in America. We used okay. to, but but shrinking. The real man population, I live with a real man. When the, I know real men. And the population of real men is shrinking, shrinking, shrinking to nothing. I never seen you should be so happy I have cancer, stage four cancer, because I come over there and kick your ass as a man. I'm not afraid of you. And I'm a woman. And I'm not afraid because I know you're pussies. These liberal men are pussies. And that's why when Barack Obama went on a state visit to China, they didn't have a red carpet for him. They gave him a stairwell and said, we know you're homosexual, so you enter out the poop chute of the airplane. Right, let me finish okay? this. this is and so then when the, when, the, yeah. when the president of the Philippines said, and called him every name in the world and said, I'll wrestle you, I'll fight you, you're nothing. No respect then, for you. you know, I don't and then like, he started, listen, pardon you me, you he do, started then yes. having, beginning diplomatic relations with China because he knew that the United States was conquered by total homosexuals and weakness. Oh, my gosh. Not, not homosexual men like Peter Thiel, not homosexuals like Milo. Well, there are the homosexual answer. men that are very strong, that are real men. I, men. I know many of them. You know that. I lived in the gay world. I was a hairdresser, and they never acted like these. These guys, these liberal men, I don't know what you are. I really don't. I, never, I know gay men that are so They're, tough. They're called so And what... Who love and adore Donald. Love him. Like he's their father. Okay, let me finish this. Hold on a the minute. The readout of the call uh, between... You and I had a, a gay country western bar. Our, it was a leather our bar. Our gay men were tough. They were not anything like this. It was like not this. the ballerina bar. You could, as a, as the a name liberal of the man, bar was called Dirk's Rough Rider. Rider and okay? excuse me, Hitman, if a, if a, if a guy came in that was See, these, a liberal guy. These liberals guy, don't know what to make of us. We had a black sports bar. We had a gay leather country western bar. I love black mafia, people. I love gay people. Italian mafia nightclub. I had a black nightclub called I Pearls. Love, okay? I love Italian mafia men. I love <laughs> And I did all of it when I was blind. Right. They're not all, you know, a lot of them are potato chip gangsters. But I gangsters. did it because they knew that I was a man. Okay, so now here's another man. The readout of the call between Trump and Abar Dubi, what is it? Abdul. Abdul, Crown Prince, S-H-E-I-K-H, yeah. Mohammed Ben Z-A-Y-I-D. Zayed. A-L. N-U-H-A-Y-Y-A-N. Of the United Emirates. Thank you. Was less specific but shared the same sentiment. The president also raised the idea of yes. supporting safe, safe, safe zones, zones for the refugees' displacement by the conflict of the region. And the Crown Prince agreed to support this initiative. This initiative. The White House said President Trump also discussed joint efforts with the Gulf states aims toward defeating ISIS, according to the White House. Exactly. On that finish, the president has previously called for safe zones in Syria, but has not mentioned the possibility of safe zones in Yemen. Yemen is currently embroiled in a civil war civil with war. the U.S. supporting the Saudi-backed Saudi government against Iran-backed H O U T H I rebels. Houthis or Houthis? Which one? Well, it's H O U T H I. Right, Houthis. 
Okay. So you can talk why I find the congresswoman who went to Syria and what she said. Mm -hmm. i got to find out so you can wrap on. So what we're really facing is, and if Americans (laughs) understood, this is an existential battle in the Middle East between two sects of Islam. It's Saudi Arabia versus Iran. And they face each other across the very narrow Persian Gulf. I found it. Okay? And they've been fighting proxy wars. So you understand this. This is because Saudi Arabia doesn't want to have its cities blown up. And, you wouldn't want your country and, blown up in all your history. I mean, and Iraq goodness. doesn't want its country, and Iran doesn't want its country blown up. So they're blowing up the rest of the Middle East in a proxy battle. Okay, now we have holy moly, i got to stop cursing, Democrat congresswoman returns from Syria and exposes Obama's dirty secret live on CNN. That he completely now, this funded is Republic, this I- is ISIS. Representative. Her, right. Her name, what is her name? Nikki G-A-B-B? No, wait a minute. Oh, her name, okay. Democrat Congresswoman T-U-L-F-I. Tulsi Gabbard, oh, right? Hold, G-A- yeah, I know. Hold on, please. Pop up everywhere. Yes. G-A-B-B-A-R-D. Right. She's on Tulsi C- Gabbard. Yes, now listen Not to Not Nikki Haley. Tulsi no, I, I, I know. Gabbard. I made an error. Okay, That's let okay. me find it. Hold on. I, oh, this is this. Okay, here we go. Welcome back to Lead Our World Lead Now, a desperate plea for help. Seven-year-old Bana Alabed has become the face of... Moving on. Something for the children of Syria. If you can, I will be your best friend. Thank you. Unquote. This comes as a fragile ceasefire between Syrian government forces and rebel factions is holding for now. Joining me now in a CNN exclusive is Democratic Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard of Hawaii. She just returned from a... Secret trip to Syria. Congresswoman Gabbard, thanks and boy, for she and brave. sharing your story with us. And there, uh, she's David, a liberal Democrat. Liberal Democrat. Four days, did you meet with President Bashar al-Assad? No. I did. You know, oh, she my, did. Uh, the reason for going to visit Syria was really because of the suffering of the Syrian people that has been weighing heavily on my heart. I wanted to see if there was, uh, in some small way, uh, a way that I could express the love and the aloha and the care that the American people have for the people of Syria and to see firsthand what was happening there, to see that situation there. What, what did Assad have to say? Uh, initially, I hadn't planned on meeting him. Uh, when the opportunity uh, arose to meet with him, I did so because I felt it's important that if we profess to truly care about the Syrian people, about their suffering, then we've got to be able to meet with anyone that we need to if there is a possibility that we could achieve peace. And that's exactly what we talked about. Now, I know the, the maxim that, that people say in the military, that you don't, make, you don't make peace with your friends, you make peace with your enemies. But obviously Bashar al-Assad is responsible for thousands of deaths uh, and millions of people being displaced during this, this five-year-long civil war. Did you have any compunctions about meeting with somebody like that, giving him uh, any sort of enhanced credibility because a member of the United States Congress uh, would would meet with someone like that? Whatever you think about uh, President Assad, the fact is that he is the president of Syria. 
uh, in order for any peace agreement, in order for any possibility of a viable peace agreement to occur, there has to be a conversation with him. The Syrian people will determine uh, his outcome and what happens with their government and their future. But our focus, my focus, my commitment is on ending this war that has caused so much suffering to these Syrian uh, people, to these children, to these families, many of whom I met on this trip. It's important for us to All right, stop for one minute. on doing what is in their best interest and what is in our I best know, interest I just can't, don't know and what doing what it is necessary to... It's essential to understand that CNN, the liberal media, the liberal politicians want Assad to step down. But somehow they are, they are so committed to this fairy tale that democracy and representative government just spreads, just sprouts from a shit field. These people in going back to the emperors of Egypt who controlled the entire region before there was even Assyria, when they were Assyrians, all they ever knew were kings, wealthy people, and everybody else were peasants and slaves, indentured servants. They have not had at any time other than benign monarchs. They have never known the traditions of self-governance. And you saw the minute the military tolerated in Egypt purportedly free and fair elections, they voted in the Muslim Brotherhood, and that would have been the end of democratic elections. That's a suicide mission. You can't create democracy before you have the foundation for a democracy. You have to, you can't simply go into the vegetable store and pluck the vegetables and think that that's how you grow them. No. You can't bypass. You have to make sure that for seven years your soil is let fallow. That's the definition of organic. And then from there, you have to start with good organic seed and you have to have good weather, and you have to have good husbandry of the soil, and proper picking and planting, and saving of seed. You can't turn around and in the middle of a revolution say we're going to have, in the middle of that fury, like the French Revolution. You're never going to have it. You're going to wind up with dictators, and that's how they had Napoleon, and Napoleon II, and Napoleon III, until they had another republic. It never stemmed from deep democrat institutions. It had monarchs who said, the state, l'état c'est moi, I am the state, the sun king, the sun rose and shine on me, the chanticleers, this is the Middle East. There is no tradition. So if you talk about getting rid of Assad, count me out. He stays in, I learned my lesson. We killed Saddam Hussein, the head of the Ba'athist party. The Ba'athists ran. They knew how to turn on the electric. They knew how to build roads. They knew how to maintain clean water. They knew how to get electric flowing and oil flowing. They knew how to run a nation. But no, we de 
the brilliance of our State Department, people who can't wipe their own ass. People who have never built anything in their life, just these fucking useless theoreticians from Georgetown. Go into the State Department and all these degenerate military, these State Department contractors who get to do the same job as State Department, but for three times the money because it's a complete shakedown of the United States by DynCorp and General Dynamics and on and on, the ripoff of the Treasury. But none of these people know anything about building anything. They don't even know how their own country works. But they're going to go ahead and be experts because they work for the UN or some non-governmental organization. They know nothing about how to run an election. They know nothing about the rule of law. They can't quote their own constitution, but they're going to be experts for Iraq. And it was a disaster. So we debathified, and we had a balance of power. Saddam Sunni. Alawite. And then you had a different type of Sunni. And then you had the Shia of Iraq. So you debathified Iraq and you turned it over to the Shia. And who are the Shia? Iran. Now you've got an imbalance of power in the Middle East. And it's the same. It's a quasi-friendly Iranian regime in Syria. Let me tell you something. You get rid of him. This concept of moderate Iraqi, there was none. You get rid of this, you have this concept of moderate Syrian. There is none. You get rid of Saddam, of uh, Bashir al-Assad or the son, whatever his name is, and you will have slaughter, mayhem, and you will have ISIS. And they will not be a phony name. They will be an Islamic state. Kiss Israel goodbye. When he heard about your your, quote, your visit, quote, fact-finding mission, fact, 50,000-plus dead children in Syria. Tulsi Gabbard, I hope you didn't meet with their butcher, Assad. Now, Assad has used chemical weapons on his own people. You said it's going to be up to the Syrian people, but there really aren't free and fair elections in Syria. I'll tell you what I heard from the Syrian people that I met with, Jake, walking down the streets in Aleppo, in Damascus, hearing from them. They expressed... Uh, happiness and joy at seeing an American walking through their streets. Uh, but they the jackass Tapper knows nothing. Why is it that the United States, its allies in other countries, are providing support, are providing arms you ready for this? terrorist groups like al-Nusra, al-Qaeda, Arar you ready, Jake Tapper? Uh, ISIS, who are on the ground there raping, kidnapping, torturing, and killing the Syrian people, children, men, women, people of all ages. They asked me, why is the United States and its allies supporting these terrorist groups who are destroying... 50,000 dead? There'll be 5 million dead, you jackass. Don't you learn from anything? You never learn. You never learn. The media never learns. Hillary, we saw, we came, he died. Ha ha. We saw, we came, he died. Ha ha. Now you've got a shit storm in Libya. Is that the goal? Is that the secret goal?
Global 2000, let the Middle East just murder itself. Because let me tell you something. Once upon a time, that's what I believed, okay? When all the Arabs ever did was attack and attack Israel and attack Israel and murder and mayhem and rockets, constant rockets, 360 rockets fired down on Jerusalem, on Tel Aviv, jackasses jumping into buses and blowing themselves and the people up, okay? So I prayed for today to happen when the Arabs would just slaughter each other and show the world what monsters they really are. But what the hell are we doing in the middle of it? Okay, listen to her. This is so important. Go on.
you're talking about a religious freak. Al-Qaeda, the most regressive Wahhabi sect, taking over a Shia country and murdering everything into submission and conversion. And that's what we bring. Because we're so fucking stupid, we know nothing about Islam. We know nothing about Middle East politics, and you couldn't take the State Department. There isn't a brain among these jackasses. They all have their philosophies to impose on people. He's never been there. He could not debate her. Nobody in the State Department lived there. There she and knows. Even, he, she knows. He doesn't have a clue. Well, listen to this. I got more. Donald Trump just released horrifying video to warn Americans claim he had to do it. Update on January 29, uh, 2017, after President Trump made it a point to finally address this to the American people. Want to hear it? Of course. Then I can... And I said, what's going on? And who knows what it is? You know, the famous Trojan horse. I mean, is this a Trojan horse? Here's the video. I read this the other day, and I said, wow, that's really amazing. That's really incredible. And it's uh, the snake lyric. On her way to work one morning, down the path along the lake, a tender-hearted woman saw a poor, half-frozen snake. Take me in, O oh tender woman. Take me in, for heaven's sake. Take me in, O oh tender woman. Sighed the vicious snake. Well, now you see people climbing over the wall, illegally climbing. Now she to her bosom. You're so beautiful, she cried. But if I hadn't brought Rabbi you in, by now, you might have died. Germany, she stroked Germany. his pretty skin, and then she kissed and held him tight. But instead of saying thank you, that snake gave her a vicious bite. Now you see the riding in Paris, France. Now you see Hungary, they're riding, the Muslims screaming. Muslims screaming in Greece, Germany. In France, they're pushing the women around and they're beating everybody up. You got them punching women in the face, kicking women, beating each, uh, beating a woman up, smashed her head in concrete. I saved you, cried the woman, and you bit me. Heavens, why? You know your bite is poisonous, and now I'm going to die. Oh, shut up, silly woman, said the reptile with a grin. You knew damn well I was a snake before you took me in. You got beheadings? You're showing beheadings? 
The bombing in Boston, the blowing up. A bombing Paris attack, a kid stabbing a doll with a toy. That's 9-11, 9-11, America. You got a young boy cut a head off of a teddy bear. Now you got a river of blood. Trojan horse. I mean, is this a Trojan horse? I read this the other day, and I... So, America is on the verge of what could be the very downfall of our country. Extremely swift and accurate steps must be taken to avoid the destruction of America's American life as we know it. President Trump is on the same page and has made it his personal goal in life to restore America to its former, was that Roman-like glory. When yeah. referring to Muslim immigrant invasion in Europe, that has led to recent terrorist attacks on a large scale. If you don't call that a Trojan horse, I don't know what you call it. And now you have, apparently now you have, um, what? Okay, I stopped. So, some people would say this is propaganda. I don't, not when you see what he's showing. This is called education. Okay? We've been propagandized when Barack Obama, the illegal president, said Islam is the religion of peace. If ever there was a Trojan horse, it was that president. If ever there was a Trojan horse, Brennan, if ever there was a Trojan horse, it's people that were placed by Obama and the New World Order crowd at the top levels of our secret agencies. The same ones that said 17 agencies said it was the Russian. That shit lying, filthy propaganda that Brennan created. Don't remember, don't forget, it was the same Brennan that created that phony flag-burning CIA video that was a lie. It was not the reason why Ambassador Stevens was murdered and those CIA agents were murdered. They were supposed to be murdered because they were involved in an armed smuggling operation to arm the al-Nusra Front and ISIL, Islamic State in the Levant. And Stevens was, was up to his eyeballs in it. And that CIA warehouse that was filled from head to toe got robbed invaded it was planned it was a planned demolition of the building the most immoral thing that has happened in the past decade since the bombing of the demolition of 9-11 was what barack obama did and this is what we know of to ambassador stevens 
He's your loyal soldier. He's completely involved in the arming of al-Nusra. And you didn't prepare when he begged. 600 requests to up armor. They could have put the freaking 1,000 troops to protect him. And when he was calling and calling, and the military said, we're ready to fly from Italy. We're ready to get there right across the Mediterranean, hop across the pond. We'll be there. Stand down, stand down, stand down, stand down. Every request, stand down. Taken over. And when there are leaks against Donald by these secret agencies, it's because the filth is still there. And it is not until we fire and hack and root canal out from these secret agencies the Sharia Sunni takeover of this, of our government and our nation. It's not pretty. That was a phenomenal video to pass around to remind the Democrats on the fence because some of them, there's no hope. They are suicidal. Young people are suicidal. They do all kinds of ridiculously dangerous things, including thinking it's all good. It's all good. No, it isn't. There's a lot of stuff that isn't good. And that video, you're able to post it? Yeah. Will be at www.propagandaearth.store. Go to propagandaearth.store. That's our blog. And if you start buying things there, we can afford a domain called propagandaearth.blog too. Or net, or network. Something else. So you're not confused. The store is where the blog is. And support the store. Look, I don't give a rat's ass, ultimately. If you live or die, I can't bore you. I can't make adult decisions for you. Every day of my life, I have a choice not to, to or not to eat combos. Every day of my life, I have an opportunity not to go to that lovely Magnolia Bakery in New York and have those velvet cupcakes, okay? Every day of my life, I make a decision not to have my Drake's Fruit Pies, Apple and Cherry makes me want to cry, do you, Every I, day I make a decision not to drink my Coca-Cola with crap. the uh, high fructose corn syrup and pound some combos while I'm at it. These are decisions. But at 56 years old, my veins and arteries in my leg look like they've never looked as good. Because my whole life I dragged these damaged legs and these damaged arthritic body because I ate food that was destructive. I'm 56. I have a 31 and a half inch waist. I'm 156 pounds. At 6'2 inches tall. I'm not 300 pounds at 6'2. I'm not 180 pounds. I'm not 250 pounds. Do you know Afghanistan was once a Buddhist nation? Pakistan was once Hindu, and Lebanon was Christian. Of course. 
Do you see the Lebanon pattern was forming? a Christian yeah. nation. Oh, I know. I had Do you a understand? friend from Lebanon. You had a friend His family from, had to leave from so, there. From, from but the at Muslim. some level, he said, they get never, what they deserve never. because says, didn't the parents hate Jews? Yeah. So if you live in a world of hatred, yep, it comes home to roost. Well, he didn't hate the children, and now but the, the parents. parents. Yeah. And now we're going to rescue the Christians who hated the Jews. It's a world of hatred. How can we help most refugees? But go we back over that. Say that again. That's really important what right, you said. On. Okay? All right, hold on. Afghanistan was once I'm trying. a ha- Buddhist nation. Do you want me to nation. say it? Okay. Okay, number one. The path of Islam is always the same. Establish a mosque. Create an enclave. An enclave. Enclave. Grow the population. Claim victimhood. Resist host authorities and customs. You've got to hold on to that. Exploit exploit law fair. Institute. Exploit what? Law? Law, F-A-R-E. Law fair? L A W F A R. E X P L O I T. I understand exploit, but I don't know that. Okay, I don't either. Institute Sharia. Exploit the law and the welfare of a country. Okay, Okay. Institute Sharia. Secede. S E C E D E. Right, secede. Take control. Afghanistan was once a Buddhist nation. Pakistan was once a Remember, we were so horrified. When the Taliban destroyed those those planetary uh, those massive Buddhist statues, and all they did was because that was the history of Afghanistan. Well, maybe this they should smash. The maybe they need to smash the Vatican so that Pope Francis gets his shit together. That's what these degenerates called the Taliban did. The just destroyed history, destroyed this? culture. Then Pakistan was once Hindu. Hindu, and Lebanon and don't you was know, Christian. Hold on. Do you That's, see you're the skipping, pattern? You're skipping oh. ahead, okay? It's a massive issue. We almost went to war between India and Pakistan. They exist on a razor's edge. India once was all of Pakistan. They were all, all Hindu. And then came slowly Sharia. Build those mosques. Okay, here's what they say. Listen, Lebanon was Christian. Do you see the pattern forming? Today they're all Islamic nations. If we continue on this path, Europe will be the next to... Wait a minute. This is ridiculous. The next two, I can't, hold on, this is, I'm sorry. Leave it alone. Well, here, I have it. it. It'll be the next to succumb. Well, they didn't say succumb. To surrender. It's almost a second. Give me a second. Just give me a second. The next will be, okay, the next will be, okay, Europe will be the next Forget it. Fall, then the next fall, and then America. The next fall, then America. Fine. Okay. Now I have something. But we voted for Donald Trump, okay? He won the Electoral College, and I've been calling from day one of his, from the election, that we need a complete 
federal investigation of the entire voting process in America, in every town, well, let's do that in next. every hamlet. Let's do that okay? because we have that. But let's do, let me just get through this. I have a couple things. We're going to go right into that next. Here we go. Um, somebody's using their brain. Well, hold on. Um, how, how can we help the m- most refugees? By resettling them in the Middle East, not the United States. Jeez. Somebody's got a brain in their head. Well, you said that months ago. San Francisco is the lowest percentage of kids in America. I wonder why. You mean parents having children? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's they, all they, gay. Right. They're all not fair. Number one, it's gay. It. Number two, it's a bunch of uh, a single virtue it's seekers. It's the lowest percentage in any major city in America. And the minute heterosexuals decide that they want to raise a family, they leave. Because the school systems suck, it's pro- the, the rent is prohibitively expensive for anything other than two professional par- partners, a husband and a wife. Well, the, reason, the reason why... 13% is under the age of 18. All right, hold on. The reason why San Francisco so expensive yeah. is because two gay men are top income earners. It's right. called two men. It's not a wife who's part-time taking care of the children. So it's like an income and a half. It's two male income earners. And they don't need three-bedroom apartments. They have a one-bedroom or a two-bedroom, so it one's a den. You can't raise a family in that. So it's gay men and the super-rich from Palo Alto and Mountain View and Sunnyvale that have so jacked up the housing costs. Go on, 13% That's it. children. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have something else, and then we can go it's right. It's a city okay. completely out of Seal, balance. Navy SEAL gave... Inter-P-R-E-T-E-R, code name Johnny Walker, to protect identity. Okay, what was he saying? What's Big Johnny Walker saying? My next guest conducted more than a thousand missions during the war in Iraq. He risked his own life to save the lives of Navy SEALs. His work was so dangerous that they couldn't use his real name. He's a real hero of the Iraq war. He's not even an American. He's an Iraqi interpreter. He's a Muslim. His remarkable story is told in the new book, Codename Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker, whose real name we're going to keep a secret. And the author of the book, Jim Delaface, joins me now. It's great to have both of you guys here. Uh, I find your story, it's like something that... Someone would write for fiction, but it's a true story. You were recruited to be an interpreter and help American troops. And I just wonder, as an Iraqi and as a Muslim, was that a little unnerving for you at the beginning, that if some of your fellow citizens found out, they might decide to turn on you? Uh, at the beginning, uh, they would. there is no kind of uh, unnormal thing when you work with Americans. It's like a huge honor, a huge proud to work with them at the beginning. But after two years, things uh, became change, and anyone worked with America, and he became target. How did you learn English? Because you, you know, one of the reasons they wanted you, you could speak English, you could speak, you know, the language. 
in Iraq, and, and they wanted to be able to, to make sure that when they were talking to Iraqis that the right things were being said. How did you learn how to understand and speak English? You know, school and uh, cowboy movie and country, <laughs> country song. <laughs> Big John Wayne. So you learned to talk like John Wayne. No wonder they liked you. <laughs> did you ever say saddle up pilgrim? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, in all seriousness, you were out there putting your life on the line. Did it ever occur to you, you might die for some American soldiers that you had to wonder, do they like me? Do they trust me? Did that cross your mind? Uh, you know, maybe at, at the beginning, like the first five, four months, but after that time, uh, we became family. They are my family. So we have no option. We have to trust each other, you know? Well, I was gonna, you trusted them, didn't you? In my life, yeah. And they trusted you? Yes. Uh, Jim, tell me what about this story just fascinated you and you, you made you want to put it in, into a book. Well, to be honest with you, when I first heard about uh, Johnny, I was working on American Sniper with Chris Kyle, and mm. that was the end of a long day, and we just, we just kind of laid back a little bit, and we started looking at some videos that Chris had of people that he knew in Iraq, and all of a sudden this video, uh, this picture came up of a really tall odd-looking fellow, dressed in uh, a different uniform than the rest of the SEALs, and I hadn't recognized him. I said, Chris, who's that? And Chris, Chris, the big Texan, goes, well, I'll tell you who that is. That's Jim, that's, that's the only Iraqi I ever trusted with a gun. Mm. After American Sniper came out, Chris uh, happened to run into him, and Chris got a hold of the publisher and said, you have to write this book because Johnny Walker saved more Americans than any SEAL did. And, wow. and that's... Johnny, that's a remarkable thing. Wow. He saved a lot of American lives. More American lives than any SEAL. Wow. He needs a presidential Medal of Honor. And tell me, were you, were you afraid not to come to America? I know I love America because, you know, my background, I play basketball when I'm young and high jump, and I should watch Harlem team, so always I have this kind of small... The Harlem Globetrotters. I want to live in mountain area, front of the lake. So in 2006, you know, we have big war, and SEALs, they asked me to uh, move to America, and they told them, no, I like, I like to stay. 2007, I started thinking about my family more, and it looked like this is not only my call. It's my family call, my wife and my kids. And I told them, yeah, I want to move. And 2009, I came to America. Well, now, you're even in the process of becoming an American citizen. What that, a hero. Yes. Right? I hope Tell Donald Trump jump-starts this. Why you want to be a citizen of this country? Because I have my dream now, and my kids are safe. Brings tears to my eyes. And they can do whatever they like to do whatever they believe, you know? Well, I, I hope that... Thanks, him. Come on, DJT, give this guy a Presidential Medal of Honor. What a hero. Thank you, not just for telling this story. You know what, most of all, thank you thank for caring about some of those Navy SEALs and making sure they came home. Wow. Wow. Puts everything into perspective. Loves America. Yep, loves America.
And anybody who doesn't, leave. No place for you. What else you got, Wheels of Steel? You're listening to... All right, give me a moment before we make that transition into voter fraud. You're listening to Propaganda.Earth on Blog Talk Radio, www.propaganda.earth. We also have a blog. The blog is a .store domain. Earth is a domain, Propaganda.Earth, not a Willie or a Sam, a net or a com, just an earth, www.propaganda.earth. And the store is a dot, uh, the, it is, the blog is a dot store domain, so it's not propaganda.earth, it's propagandaearth.store. And there are two blogs, there's a health blog, and there is the politics blog. We also have pre-probiotics for your blood type, blood types O, A, B, and AB. You may look at the label and say, boy, oh boy, I could find these anywhere. No, you'll never find them by themselves. You'll find them in a package with 5 and 6 and 10 and 20 other probiotics that at minimum are useless for your blood type. So you're just pissing money down the drain. And at worst, they are uh, intended for you to avoid. They are not beneficial. They're not neutral. They may be very well harmful to your blood type. Your bowel is, your upper bowel is your second brain, neurotransmitters, biochemistry. If your digestive system is a mess, your brain's a mess. Your, your emotions are a mess. Your physiology's a mess. People have this terrible, this scleroderma, and they have this horrible psoriasis and all the medications they take for it. It's because their gut's a mess. Eat right for your blood type. Think right. Live right for your blood type. There's no way in the world Donald Trump's a blood type A. He's got to be an O. No way. I need nine hours of sleep. He needs three. I'm a blood type A. I'm not an O. I can't sit there at 11 o'clock at night, pound T-bone steaks. I'd be dead. I tried that when I was in my 20s. Sitting there at 10, 11 o'clock at a nightclub, eating that kind of food, then the dessert, then the booze, and then I would sit there and my friend Stuart would say, there he goes, out like a light. Why? I was having complete hypoglycemic crash. I couldn't handle that kind of food. It wasn't for my blood type, and it was so detrimental, and today I'm blind. I had a chronic inflammatory condition. It's in the bowel. When we take these injections, these injections devastate the upper intestine. We need to understand, eat right for your type, and we sell. Dr. Diadamo's blood type specific tea and his probiotics, and you get them at www.propagandaearth.store. All the difference in the world. What you got? Wheels of Steel. Based on. Rewind it. 
The president does believe that. He has stated that before. I think he stated his concerns voter fraud, fraud and, and people voting illegally during Project the Project Veritas. Never forget it. Maintain that belief based on it's on our website. Never our forget Fraction Magic video on our website. That kind of accountability. And I think when a president or anybody else says something that is verifiably, empirically false, then one has to call him out on it. Screw you. You're full of shit. want to respect the office, but um, I think it does a disservice to the American people, and even to the president, and even to, you know, journalists, not to call, call it what it is, and it is a lie. Election judges confirmed there were issues with two of the eight automated voting machines in the Clinton Township building. Most of the issues stem from people trying to vote straight party ticket. However, a number of voters told me that specifically they wanted to vote for the Republican Donald Trump only to see their vote switched before their eyes to the Democrat, Hillary Clinton. Because he's trying to legitimize his election, is it because down the road uh, Democrats are, are fearful that this might lead to voter suppression uh, efforts by the Republican administration, keeping people from being able to vote in the future by requiring certain identity documents that a lot of people just don't have. Like according to Joe DeFelice, the chairman of the Philadelphia Republican Party, uh, you guys are saying that may be happening. Is that correct? Oh, it's happening. Everything they said we were going to do, they're actually doing. They're intimidating, they're suppressing, they're disenfranchising. It's getting ridiculous. Give me some people in both parties and independents as well should want fair elections. They want every vote counted. What's, what's wrong? What's the downside of having one of these investigations? Anything? Rob Dew with InfoWars.com, and in case you haven't been paying attention, vote fraud is back in the news. And no, this time it isn't the Russians hacking our democracy, it's Donald Trump undermining it with tweets. In fact, if you look at mainstream media news, we have headlines from CNN, White House, Trump believes millions voted illegally. Washington Post, Trump seeks major investigation into unsupported claims of voter fraud. USA Today, fact check, Trump claims massive voter fraud. Here's the truth. And finally, from Politico, Trump's bad voter fraud math. Now, this is the same Politico that back in 2015 said how illegal immigrants could elect Hillary. And what are they talking about? Are they talking about illegal immigrants voting illegally? No, what they're talking about is illegal immigrants going into states and changing the way the Electoral College is appropriated. Thanks to the unique math undergirding the Electoral College, the mere presence of 11 to 12 million illegal immigrants and other non-citizens here legally may enable them to swing the election from Republicans to Democrats. In fact, there are 435 electoral seats that are reappropriated every 10 years due to the census. So if you have a massive wave of illegal immigrants, they could tip the scales into the favor of the Democrats. And these findings are echoed by a study from Old Dominion and George Mason University done back in 2004. All right, stop for a minute. Do non-citizens vote in U.S. elections? Let's... Let's understand what they just said. The Electoral College is apportioned only by the census. So if I'm a census worker and I knock on a door at a shack in a strawberry field in California and I'm doing my good little $15 an hour job and I ask all these little income questions and race questions and so forth, and I ask how many people are in the household. The entire household could be illegals. And then they say 10. 
So that census just added 10 illegal aliens to the population of the United States, and then the Electoral College is decided by the illegals. How about people who are here legally on a visa? They can't vote, but the census, how many people are living here? So the illegals, those who are here legally, those who are registered aliens, how many people live here? Well, I got three who, you know, are American citizens and two who are registered aliens. Five people live here. That's disgusting. We need to be far more sophisticated, but you got to understand, it has served the Democrats' purpose for decades. That's not the face of a democracy. That's the face of a gangster oligopoly, an oligarchy, Democrat crime bosses who have kept the American people in the, in asleep at the wheel. Any Democrat with a shred of integrity would not want the distortion of their government, our government, like this. This is nasty, and it needs to be corrected. But you're going to hear a squeal and a howl like you've never heard. The protest, there's going to be four straight years in the street. But I'm telling you, the only thing that's going to be gained is more and more honest, moderate Democrats are going to abandon the party, and it's beautiful. And they're going to come just like me to the Republican Party and say, never again, never again. The Democrat Party, as I've said for months, is a criminal enterprise. Go on. Because you got... ...include first use of representative sample to measure non-citizen voting in the USA. They also found that some non-citizens cast votes in U.S. elections despite legal bans. They also found that non-citizens favored Democratic candidates over Republicans... And they found that non-citizens likely changed the 2008 outcomes, including the Electoral College votes and the composition of Congress. They also said that voter photo identification rules have limited effect on non-citizen voter participation. And specifically in the study, the authors say that illegals may have cast as many as 2.8 million votes in 2008 and 2010, which is the same number of votes that Hillary Clinton won the popular vote by in this past election. So it really makes you wonder, is Donald Trump full of bunk when he says we need to do an investigation into this, or is there something behind it? Well, the mainstream media wants you to think that voter fraud has never occurred in this country, ever. But now I'm going to go into some instances that happened just in this past election. Right on. If there's a large tear in the ballot container that would allow ballots to be removed or ballots to be put in, that potentially could deem a precinct unrecountable. If the seal on the precinct... Um, on the, excuse me, if the seal on the ballot container bag doesn't match the seal number written in the poll book, that could potentially be a cause for an unrecountable precinct as well. Half of Detroit votes may be ineligible for recount. Michigan's largest county voted overwhelmingly for Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton, but officials couldn't reconcile vote totals for 610 of the 1,680 precincts 
during a countywide canvas of vote results last That's month. a shame. That's right. And this was one of the states where Jill Stein was trying to have a recount. And notice that recount in that state got quashed. Shut down. Furthermore, in heavily Democratic Detroit, it was found that 59% of the precinct poll books did not match those of the voting machine what printout. A, what a criminal That's operation. 392 precincts out of 662. Unbelievable. Now let's move over to PA where just yesterday a spokesman for the State Department there said, we have no evidence at all of voter fraud. There is no evidence that undocumented immigrants voted in November. Hysterical. But earlier this month, the Secretary of State said, we had up to 700 voters that may have cast two ballots in different counties in this election. In fact, the Secretary of State, Carol Ashiel, was quoted as saying, there's potential for voter fraud in Pennsylvania, and added, she's powerless to investigate or prosecute double voters. And back during Election Day, Philadelphia GOP member Brittany Foreman said she witnessed voter fraud. She witnessed people trying to tell people how to vote in Philadelphia. And in early November, state police raided the offices of Delco to seek evidence of voter registration fraud, and that's in Delaware County, Pennsylvania. Again, another swing state where the vote counts were stopped. You see how this is happening? Anywhere where there might be voter fraud or widespread voter fraud, the recounts were stopped. Now, there were only recounts in three states, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. But there were other states that were reporting hacks to their voter registration systems, one of which was Georgia. And the IP address of the computer that was attacking them led back to DHS. Now, when DHS was questioned about this, they said, well, it might be a rogue employee. We don't know. And then when the head of elections of Georgia canvassed other states, they found at least five other states were getting pings from the Department of Homeland Security. And then we had Obama as he was walking out the door wanting to put Homeland Security in charge of our election systems. And finally, from the Daily Caller back in October, here's what voter fraud looks like in 23 states. And they highlight cases in Virginia, Colorado, Michigan, and California, and 19 other states. So voter fraud is real, and I commend the president for wanting to do an investigation on it. And the mainstream media needs to get out of the way and shut up until we see what the findings are. This has been Rob Dew reporting for InfoWars.com and InfoWars Nightly News. Hey, folks, I'm on break right now, and these incredible... So, there you go. Go ahead. you got two minutes left. That was absolutely stupendous what uh, Rob Dew did at InfoWars. And they just keep getting better at InfoWars and better and more professional and more professional. And just the facts. Bravo, Rob Dew. What else you got there? I don't hear it's not coming through the phone. Thanks. Yes. Sense of urgency and trying to implement it immediately. Was there any thought given of creating a 72-hour grace period, a one-week grace period, in order to allow border are, allow agencies in the federal government to understand what the rules are? It seems that a lot of the chaos yesterday could have been avoided had you at least included some sort of timed grace period. Why was that not included? Well, I don't think you want to have a grace period, Chuck, because then people that want to do bad things to Americans just move up Run up. Two days in order to get into the country before the grace period's over. So, uh, you never show your cards. 
Don't you know what Donald says? And you have to move forward. And so, you know, it wasn't chaos. I mean, the fact of the matter is 325,000 people from foreign countries came into the United States yesterday, and 109 people were detained for further questioning. Most of those people were moved out. We've got a couple Amazing. dozen more that remain. And I would suspect as long as they're not awful people that they will move through uh, before uh, another half a day today. And perhaps some of these people should be detained uh, further. And if they're folks that shouldn't be in this country, they're going to be detained. And so apologize for nothing here. Right on. Thank you. You've been listening to Propaganda Hitman, Wheels of Steel, helping to make this all possible. Name of the show is Propaganda.Earth, www.propaganda.earth, and visit PropagandaEarth.store. That's the blog, and you can also support the show, support your health, pre-probiotics for your blood type, O-A-B and A-B, and Siprite for your blood type, Siprite for your type T. Via Condios. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.